in between fantasy football podcast season four let's go baby yeah there was a time I had trouble talking about it Congratulate them, we know they doubted Somehow we made it up out the pit Back against the wall, never quit Traversing through each obstacle Show a non-believer what's possible Let nothing they could do stand In between me and my wildest dreams Let's go Nothing that come at us could come in between Life gave me the worst Yet my side grew so green We've been down in the dirt Been tossed in the trash But I never strayed from my path When we're gone we ain't looking back Maybe we were all way too high Maybe that's our fault It's gonna be a crazy time But it's gonna be a fun time Life is boring if you don't take some chances And do some things outside the box Your destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice And some fantasy football advice All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everyone. This is the pilot episode of season four of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome in to everyone returning from last season. Welcome in to new listeners as well. If you happen to stumble upon this podcast, this live stream on YouTube, it might be your lucky day, guys, because we here at In Between Media, we do things a little bit differently. We like to combine feel-good lifestyle advice with our fantasy sports analysis. So if that sounds like something you're into, you want to win some championships here in 2022, and you just want to have a feel better, you want to live better, and just, you know, overall a better experience here in 2022, we're your guys here at In Between Media. I'm Seth Woolcock, the founder of the company, joined by my co-host here, Nate Pulvote, holding it down out there in Denver, Colorado, and Scott Reinier, always sleepless in Seattle, two, hmm. two kids keeping him up all night, baby. <laughs> um, guys, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling like the kid who just got home from that midnight release of Call of Duty. I'm going to pop in that game. I want to get get on that restart and you know hit the refresh for season four of the podcast and for the 2022 NFL season. Nate, you look a little jet lagged, my friend. Uh, I'm sleep lagged. It was only an hour and 15 minute flight back. It's just a long day going from pouring rain to, it was like five degrees when we landed. So, uh, but I'm ready to be here, man. I'm stoked, stoked for the new season. Glad to be here. Wouldn't have missed it for the world. Obviously I'm here. I've only been home for like two hours. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's go. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited because this is, this will only be my second off season where I'm like fully focused on fantasy the whole off season. Yes, sir. I didn't think, you know, I didn't think it was a thing before when I was just more of a casual player. So the fact that I can just dig into data all off season, um, I'm very excited. Guys, we got some people in the chat here. We got Brad. Happy to see you. What's up, Brad? Hope hope you're having a good night, Brad, out there in Australia. We got our guy, Nick Gardner. What's up, fellas? Nick, another Colorado native as well. Guys, if you want to interact with us, we love chatting with you. Head over to our YouTube page. Um, you can interact with us. We'll, we'll pull up your comments. We'll answer your questions, anything you got for us here. On tonight's episode, guys, we have front and center. Um, we're going to give you our thoughts on the Super Bowl, um, QB cryptics, what's going on with A-Rodge and that whole situation. Kyler Murray, he's being a little toxic on socials as well. What does it mean for your fantasy football season, though? We're going to tell you that. We're going to introduce a new segment, Ring of Fire. And we're going to talk 2022 starting philosophies. The fantasy football landscape changed a lot last season. We're going to tell you what it means moving forward. And then we're going to talk about goals. We're going to round out um, weekly advice as we always do, bring a little feel good back to the show. 
talk about what goals mean, what setting goals can help you achieve um, in this new year. And we're going to tell you what our 2022 goals are for fantasy football as well. Guys, before we jump into that, um, we have a lot of new listeners out there. It looks like tonight on the interweb, uh, maybe listening for the first time on the audio version comes out tomorrow. What can we say to entice these people to hang around with in between media, chill with us all season? Well, we're fun. If you watch (laughs) us on YouTube, we're pretty. I mean, I'm growing a beard just for the people. Jen hates it, but I also hate shaving this time of year. So we're insightful too. I think it's, you know, like whether or not you want to just stay completely ingrained in fantasy football and statistics and all that all off season. You can add an in-between media, but we also, you know, we cover a lot of life stuff. We talk about a lot of our own experiences, personal stories, and there's a lot more to it. And then also there's, you know, fantasy golf, fantasy NASCAR, fantasy um, fighting with the fists and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's just, there's a lot more to do than just fantasy football and just, you know, you know, just ranking players or just, you know, um, the statistics and the look ahead. So there's a lot, there's a lot to, a lot we offer. Yeah. I, I know from Nate, he's going to get, give us some Mac Jones uh, ass kissing over the off season. <laughs> you uh, don't know that yet. Hey, we might, Come we might on. see it once again. Um, you're going to have we'll some see. Bush light promotions from me, some shameless ones at, of that matter. And even some lukewarm <laughs> Leonard Fournette takes, you guys know how I am with Leonard Fournette. So that's what we have to offer here for you this season. Before we jump into front and center, I do just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people behind the scenes. First of all, I want to shout out our in-between media family. That's our community over there at patreon.com slash IBT underscore media. And those are our people we're interacting with on Discord through our Facebook group. You can get one-on-one advice from us, our analysts, one-on-one set fantasy sessions if you want as well. Um, So shout out to those people for always being active here in the chat. Also want to give a huge, huge shout out to our guy, Nate Miller at ISM. He is the artist who puts all the music together for us here at In Between Media. Super talented. Find him on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you you get your music. He's also anti-brand name on Instagram. So check him out. And then third and short, man. Third and short, he is the soul of this team. He puts in the man hours throughout the night on the graphics, the videos, everything you see here at IBT. So thank you, third and short. And how about our audio editor, editor Kyle, producer extraordinaire. He's in the back end tonight. You're going to see him a little bit later on Ring of Fire as well. But shout out to everyone here in between media who makes us go. Damn straight. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There is so much hard work that gets put into all this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you're going to see it right now with our next segment, Front and Center, baby. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. All right. We don't want to bury the lead here, guys. Last time we talked, it was prior to Super Bowl. And it, it seems like, you know, it was all going well for our guy, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. He ultimately <laughs> fell to the Rams in SoFi 23-20 um, back in early February. Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, 
They get their first coveted Lombardi tro- trophy. And Cooper Cup, man, takes home the MVP. He was the fantasy MVP in 2021. He was the uh, Super Bowl MVP as well. Eight receptions, 92 yards, two tutties for our guy Cooper Cup. Hashtag never fade Cooper Cup. Nate knows. Nate knows. He's never. On the show. Never. <laughs> never fade Cooper Cup. And then Joe Burrow, man, such a Cinderella season for him and the Bengals. It comes to an end. Aaron Donald sacks him. Jamar Chase was breaking one deep for possibly a game-winning touchdown. Guys, what are your overall fantasy implications, takeaways from this game, if any at all? Well, I if Cincinnati actually gets an offensive lineman in this draft, which I still don't think they should have gotten Payne Sewell. They needed Jamar Chase. Without Jamar Chase, they don't make it to the Super Bowl. Now they need yeah. to get an offensive lineman or two, however they do it. I think Burrow's probably a top five quarterback in fantasy next season. I just don't see this offense slowing down. Um, and Cooper Cup, I think he has to be the overall wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. Heading oh, into, yeah. like, there's no question. He's the first guy off the board. Right now, Fantasy Pros has him ranked as the fifth player overall for 2022 in PPR League. So, Definitely very enticing there. Scott, there's obviously a lot of unknown in the Rams uh, p- passing offense moving forward. Robert Woods, torn ACL, OBJ, torn ACL in the Super Bowl. So we're not really sure um, if, if they are not to bring back OBJ, maybe not sign anyone of super note. Are, are you comfortable taking Cooper Cup up towards that 105 pick? I would be, yeah. I mean, he showed me enough. Him, him and Stafford's connection seems to be unstoppable. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl. Like, as that game winded winded along. Last drive, yeah. Everybody knew they were throwing to Cooper Cup. Everybody knew, and they still couldn't stop it. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's you you, you hear the terms like matchup proof. He's, he's ultimately matchup proof, and he showed it during the season, too. I mean, he didn't have a lot of variance and wide-ranging peaks and valleys in his, in his scoring. I mean, he was a wide receiver one 88% of the weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely taking him as the first receiver. Um, whether or not I take him as high as fifth overall, that would just kind of depend on how things played out. But I wouldn't have any problem taking him there. I take him. Oh, look, he was overall PPR number one. Yeah. Number one player. wide receiver. Yeah. Number one any player. Position. Yeah. Number one. Over and, oh, out of any position, over quarterback, wide receiver, doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, he, he, he. I mean, he had multiple thirty-point games. How many quarterbacks had multiple thirty-point games? Yeah, his, his lowest output for the entire season was 11 points. That was his off game because mm-hmm. he didn't score a touchdown. That's yeah. more upside than Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy. I think Just also too, at the end of the day, the stack's available if you want it. QB nine right now for Stafford in, in right. the Fantasy Pros ECR. So I, I think you can get Matthew Stafford a discount as well. So a lot to talk yep. about there. Um, OBJ, obviously kind of a sad injury for him, probably looking to move him. If you have him in dynasty, if you can get something for him, like, I don't know. I just don't know if I can wait around for, for, you know, 2023 to hit for OJ OBJ to have value again. That was so brutal. Oh yeah. 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 I kind of came around on OBJ a little bit. I kind of fell into the whole, oh, he's a diva, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was, I was kind of rooting for him. And then to see him get hurt in that spot, it's brutal. But I mean, yeah, his, his 2022 is in jeopardy. Um, you know, the the pass catching group could look different. Tyler Higby could potentially be a, a cap casualty. Um, they could save some money against the cap with yes, with, sir. With yes, cap. sir. 
Kendall Blanton, baby. Yeah, so I mean, he could be he could be a, a casualty, and I mean, they've got Van Jefferson who showed flashes, and they've got Josh Palmer who I still believe in. Um, oh wait, is that the right team? Two two Atwell, two two Atwell, two two Atwell. Two two Atwell. Wrong team. Eh, I don't really believe in two two Atwell as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we were talking about the Chargers, then we'd be talking about Palmer. Anyway, um, but yeah, as far Same as like city. as far <laughs> yeah. as what to do with OBJ and Dynasty, I mean, I don't know what you could really move him for at this point. Yeah, that's what I would be trying to do. What about Joe Mixon too? I think he's going to get fed here in the upcoming season. Was not in on the third and fourth down that ends up losing them the game. Samaj P. Ryan had a chance at that at that fourth down or that third down ball. So overall disappointing. Um, so, but you know we'll see what happens here with the Bengals and the Rams in the new year. Super thankful for them to you know just just have this awesome season in twenty twenty one. It was really fun to cover it, man, wasn't it, Scott? It was great. I mean, it was it was exciting. You really never knew what was coming next this season. Um, there was a lot more. There was just kind of a lot of different strategy forced upon us as fantasy managers. Yeah. Oh based yeah. On COVID and yeah. injuries and buys and just Botanado, like insanity. yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, if a season comes along maybe next season, maybe if COVID isn't as much of an issue, it'll be it'll be kind of bizarre to not have as many crazy decisions to make every yes. single week. But it was really fun. Yes. Guys, let's go ahead and move forward. I want to talk about QB cryptics because we've been getting a lot of cryptic, cryptic single signals once again from these NFL QBs heading in, into the new league year. Uh, let's start with Aaron Rodgers, guys. I mean, the drama hasn't really ended for a long time. Basically, he released a series of images on Instagram earlier this week, just like some very thoughtful, reflective thoughts. People kind of went crazy with it. Is Aaron Rodgers retiring? Is he going to request a trade from the Packers? I, I was in the camp that I was just standing by. He, I guess he just got to have some like a couple week long meditation or something long, along the lines of that. He was telling Pat McAfee. Um, but, you know, I'm just standing by the fact that like this dude just went through a breakup. Like he just went through a really disappointing end to a great NFL MVP season. So I think he's human. I think we need to cut Aaron Rodgers slack. I think he's back in Green Bay. We can wash our hands of this. Nate, you're, you're our residence Broncos fan, man. Um, do you think any differently? Maybe he ends out up, up out there in Denver, Tampa Bay. I don't know, man. I, I thought it was funny though, with this Instagram post, there's a local radio guy that occasionally I'll go back and forth with on Twitter. And he's like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers, this is, he's going to retire. He's going to retire. It's like, dude, come on. Like, it's an Instagram post. It doesn't mean anything. And we went back and forth about it. And what did I say? It didn't mean anything. The dude was in his emotions and feels over yeah. a breakup with the girl he had just done some weird 12-day cleanse. He probably wasn't in his right mind. Throws out this post, and he's probably just going to play for the Packers again. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it makes me like – I'm kind of glad that back in my earlier younger days, because I don't – you know, I don't drink anymore or any of that stuff. But, like, back in my younger days when I – because, you know, the, the the his post to me came across as potentially, you know, he got a little tipsy and then went on the gram and – emptied some thoughts out. <laughs> yeah. and like, I'm so glad Instagram and all the social media was not around when I was in that Dude, spot. For there would real. be so many, so many receipts out there right now for me. Oh. It would just be ridiculous. Anyway, I agree. I don't think this means, I don't think, you know, it's not, I don't think this means he's definitely staying in Green Bay, but it certainly doesn't mean because just because he posted a picture of Randall Cobb and Devonta Adams and he wasn't there, everybody's like, Oh, it's like, no, I mean, the guy likes attention. We know that. 
I'm not going to not, I'm not going to necessarily knock him making an, an Instagram post, but people are reading way too, way too much into this stuff. Yeah. Well, he didn't help it by like making that like quick surprise appearance on the Pat McAfee show the uh, next it, day. I, yeah, I don't think it's a surprise. Like, though. I mean, he's 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 been yeah. close with Pat McAfee throughout the season. But given given everything that had been said, because the Instagram post would be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm jumping on Pat McAfee today. All right, we, everybody we will, went nuts. We we will leave the Aaron Rodgers discussion for another day. Um, <laughs> I, I think realistically, I, I think as far as actionable advice, he's still QB1 in oh, your yeah. drafts wherever he's going. Devontae Adams, still likely. I think he's going to get the franchise tag here in Green Bay. We'll see what happens there. I think he's back with the team. Stay tuned for that. What about Kyler Murray, guys? And I, again, I don't want to get too far into you know the, the cryptic message from him clearing his social media of the Cardinals. We're hearing reports that he's not a good teammate. He spends a lot of time facetiming his girlfriend and you know kind of disconnecting from the team a little bit are you guys drafting kyler murray in 2022 that's what i need to know because i'm a hard no and it's not just because what we've seen lately out of kyler murray um i'll go into a little more of the the data dive i did on him recently um but he's right now the qb3 on fantasy pros so you're paying a pretty hefty price for him scott are you comfortable with that no, I mean, I, I'm kind of flipping from last year. Last year, I had him. I considered having him as the QB one. Yeah, last yep. year, but um, I'm not. I'm not going as high as QB three. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not fading him to the back end of the first round either. I mean, he was still, I think, in points per game, like QB four or five this year. Um, so you know, he wasn't a complete bust. But as far as the you know top three level, I'm probably not, I'm probably taking somebody else there. I'm taking a Herbert. You know, I'm taking a Josh Allen. I, I mean, I'm probably even taking. I'm I'm going to be back on the back on the Lamar, Lamar Jackson train. I'm not I'm not going to steer too 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 clear of that train. I'll probably take him over Kyler. And you could take right. most of those guys cheaper than Kyler. That's Murray I, yeah, that's what I mean. So, I mean, yeah. like you've got Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Herbert kind of up in that spot. Um, so I, I would certainly take those three over him. So if if that if that ADP holds. Um, I think it's probably going to slide a bit over the summer, but if that ADP, and again, I'm talking redraft, if it holds, I'm not, I'm passing, I'm waiting on QB. I'm with you. I, that's too much. It's too high. <laughs> I'm probably in redraft. I probably want almost nothing to do with them this year. I'd rather wait. And we'll get into this later, but I'd rather wait <clears throat> and get some more of the high value Cooper cups, Jonathan Taylor's Austin Eckler's. I'm not reaching for Kyler Murray. Yeah. I'm yep. just not doing it. I think he's off my board. Yep. But before we kind of round it out here, I just want to say in a, in a column recently, I did a study on Kyler Murray because what we've been hearing is there's a drop off in efficiency for him in production in the later half of the season. So I look back at his numbers, but the last two seasons before and after week 12, this year we saw a 3.9 PPR point per game difference from week 12 on afterwards so he was down 3.9 points 2020 was the really scary one though he, he had a dip in 10.8 points per game so you know that was really i think the big one overall there um that kind of scared me did, did i just get, don't didn't he get hurt both those years he did he did so he came back you know obviously not 100 but he took four or five weeks off this year and like i know d hop wasn't you know back all the way with him this year but i'm just concerned that like i, I just don't know if if he's a guy like I value the end of the season as a fantasy manager. I really do. And and if you are going to be 
just a, a pigeonhole to my team at the end of the season. I can't trust you. So that's where I am. Um, any final thoughts on this, Nate? No, I'm with you. I The drop-off is concerning. I like that he's closed that gap a little bit in the last two seasons. Yeah. But I have concerns about his size. I have concerns about Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach there and how that system is run. Yes, sir. Their wide receivers, Rondale Moore. They, like, there's, there are too many questions for me to have him ranked that high. And again, if he falls off the back half of the season, that kills you if you make it to the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, because you're riding him no matter what. So. Yeah, and I think I think the most concerning thing for me, because he did get injured, but I mean, like injuries are part of it. That's you can't you can't make excuses for everything. But coming back from his injuries, both 2020 and 2021, his rushing numbers just went, you know. And I don't, I, I'm not going to say it's because he's shying away from contact. I don't know, but that wouldn't surprise me if coming back from an injury, you don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. Um. You know, Russell Wilson was similar this year coming back from his injury so right um too too rich for my blood yep yep we got nick gardner here in the chat his second half fade reminds me of russell wilson a few years ago yeah we've seen russell wilson he's a guy who either starts off hot or you know fades towards the end of it so guys let's go ahead and move into our newest segment on the show i'm super excited about this one um takes me back to my college days ring of fire baby Ladies and gentlemen, we got something real special planned for you tonight. This is The Ring of Fire, featuring our special guest, Kyle Scott. Now y'all, saddle up, strap in. We're going to have a real good time. All right. Here Here we go, baby. I'd like to introduce uh, audio listeners, video streamers for the evening to our audio editor extraordinaire, Kyle Scott. What's up, Kyle? Howdy, folks. You're all my favorite deputies around here. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm happy it, it, to be on camera again. It's been yeah. a while, so let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Ring of Fire, guys, for those of you who don't know, Ring of Fire is a game that we used to play in high school, college a little bit, um, basically an alcohol drinking game. And you basically had cards lined up around a can and each card has a different rule. So we're going to we're going to put on the screen right now a deck of cards. And basically the card that we show up, we don't know what card it's going to be. We have a list of role for each each card. And we're going to do three rounds here. So you're not going to see all the segments that could come off of this card. Um, Kyle's going to introduce it once we flip this card. Scott, Nate, how are you guys feeling? Like, I kind of just threw this in the wind. Kyle and I have kind of been developing this uh, off screen the last last couple weeks. So uh, you might be thrown into one here. I'm feeling good. The the card style kind of reminds me of like a microscopic view of a virus. But other than that, (laughs) I was thinking that too. Yeah. It looks like a Petri dish. COVID times. Yeah. yeah. COVID times. All right, guys, let's go ahead and flip it. Let's see what our first card, what our first segment is going to be here in Ring of Fire. Four. I believe that is floor, Kyle. Four is floor. So uh, in the real drinking game, you would point to the floor. But in this, uh, you have to react to the fantasy floor prompt. So our prompt is who has the better floor for 2022? 
Tyler Boyd or Gabriel Davis? Oh, Nate, let's start with you, man. You, you've you've been hot on Gabe Davis. Who has the better? Years. Who has the better floor? Floor, yes. Oh, Tyler Boyd, without a doubt. I'm all out on Gabe Davis. Scott, Scott, that, that, that that's pretty shocking for someone who just had four touchdowns in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I'm still. If we're talking, if we're just talking floor and PPR, I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd as well. I just Gabe Davis. He may take. He could take a leap, and he could his target share. And he could you know, be the his, wide receiver too. He, he could, could be, be. The, in that mm-hmm. offense. He that's what be, we could. thought. That's what we thought about him coming into 2021. And they won't go and get a veteran now. The, Emmanuel no, Sanders the only. Is, I I understand that, but he's had the opportunity to be the wide receiver too, and he has failed at it. So they only use him when they have to. And sure, sometimes he has breakouts. That playoff game was incredible. But like it's not long term sustainable, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I remember in the in the Super Bowl run the Seahawks had against the Patriots, there was a receiver. The name is escaping me, but he had like four touchdowns in two games. <laughs> Never heard from again. So I mean, I'm not putting too much weight into what happened in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not ignoring it. But if I if I'm just strictly talking floor, I would I would lean Tyler Boyd just because yep. he he gets the targets on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I guess I'll probably agree with you guys. That, that's a close one because I, I I think Gabe Davis. I'd probably rather have Gap. I'd rather have Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis on my team in 2022. But um, I, I think Tyler Boyd does have the safer floor. I mean, he's had over 800 yards most season in his career. So I like that one. Yeah, right. I Tyler Boyd is worth a second round pick in Dynasty from Geek Mill. What do we think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. If I needed a receiver or, I mean, I would sell him for that too. Like, I think that's a reasonable price yeah. tag on him. Kyle, what do you say? We, we flip this next card here, bud. Yeah. Let's flip the cards. All right. We have another four. Another we're four. not going to do, we're not going to do duplicates here. <laughs> All right. Two is you. So, uh, you hold a fantasy beef session. And call out your co-hosts. Yes, yes. Okay. So, so, so this about to get personal. Th- this is a segment we've done in the past, fantasy beef. We basically just call each other out for some of our our stands or some of our fades that are unnecessary. Um, I <laughs> guess I can kind of just start here with like an old one. I'll hash out from twenty twenty. Oh, I guess I'll I guess I'll just go first. Not that I have anything <laughs> queued up or anything, but. <laughs> Been holding on to this. Uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Lavisca season, yeah. Visca season, Nate. It did not take off. And it wasn't just Nate. It was with so many people in this community and in this industry. I was on the hashtag fade visca visca team. Um you Nate, you spent a lot of eighth, seventh, ninth round picks on him. Did not pay out. I, I think not you're yet. ready to cut base at least. No, I'm holding on to him still. What are you hoping I'm not ready- for, buddy? Corderell Patterson, baby, year nine breakout. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Gonna, got, I'm, not just, I'm not just like if I've got him on a deep bench, I'm not just dropping him. Yeah, you know, he's just kind of stuck. You're just kind of stuck with him to see what happens at this point. He's still right? talented, and he still has a role in this offense. And now that Urban Meyer's out of the way, maybe we'll see what he could actually do. Are you going to draft him in 2022 though, like in a redraft? No. Yeah, maybe not. No. Okay, well. All right, then, then my beef, my beef. Well, 
I might take him over CEH if it's between those two in the 16th round. No, but Nate does not like CEH. Who's nope. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I don't like CEH either, but that, that was a hot take that you had the other day. I will say that. Um, I didn't think it was that hot of a take, but all right. Okay. S- Scott, Nate, what do you guys got? What Do you, you want to call anyone out? You want to call me out? You want to call Kyle think. out? Like, I'm trying to go back through the Rolodex of takes. Seth, um, never, Nate, you, Nate, you never, do never Devin Singletary, Seth, never, dude. Okay, listen, never. I was off Devin Singletary. I was, I, it was two years before I had my last Devin Singletary share. Like I was clean of Devin Singletary for two years. I mean, you can't that DFS play, playoff run that he had. You know, week 14, 15, 16, He run. He 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 won a lot of people championships. He won a lot of people cash. So. Devin Singletary, I don't think he'll be the Bill starter here, but I will agree. I okay. did kind of, I did stand for him pretty hard at the end of the season. That's a good one, Nate. You did. Hey, Seth, do you remember when you were on FYF and there was a question that came up between two receivers and I was like totally disagreeing with everything you said? Who were the two? It was Ruggs and who? Do you remember? It was Henry Ruggs and it was Nelson Aguilar, who I was absolutely, okay. I was absolutely enamored with all offseason. I, I, I think I had like 80% like roster ship share going into week one of Nelson Aguilar. Okay. Well, let's just forget Me that. Ruggs, let's forget that rugs was part of that. Cause obviously that wouldn't have been right either. But yeah. I'll call that one out. That's, that was a, that was a disproportionate amount of Aguilar love. It was, it, it was, I think I fell into the, to the like yards per reception stat and that's not a sticky stat at all. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I, I kind of followed that narrative that the big arm of possibly Cam Newton and or Mac Jones really deceived me on that one. Oh, I'm trying to think of one of Scott. Scott, you're pretty researched, so you don't have like a lot of like out there. Well, I'm out not. There. I'm not known for like putting it. You know, unleashing a bunch of bold takes on. You know what I mean? Like, for better or for worse, maybe because I'm kind of scared of it. But I don't have a lot of like flag planting moments. I mean, I could give you. I could give you a few if you, if, if you need some hints. If if anything, I'll say you were pretty hi- hot on Mike Williams after the first couple weeks. I was, then, wasn't you, I? I was you like, kept oh, buying it, man. I kept wide receiver one. I came yeah. on the show a couple of times and offered that we should sell him and you weren't having it. I also said no. sell Debo Samuel. So that was, you know, that, my that bad on that take. one. Yeah, that was a bad take. That was a bad take. Yeah, I fell for, I fell for Mike Williams. I fell for Mike Williams. I fell for Johnny Smith. Oh, I fell for Johnny. Oh, too. that's Nate's worst ever, yo. That was your all-in <clears throat> pick. That was your all-in. Johnny was my all-in pick, man. I loved him in that offense. I really did. Oh, I really, that, really did. I think that's maybe your worst take ever, Nate. Honestly, like, uh, maybe. I I think your John Smith love. No, my Sam. Still, no, 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 no. My Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold take dude, is my it, worst take. At least Sam Darnold ever. had a game over thirty PPR points. John Smith, I'm pretty sure scored thirty PPR points the entire season. Man, like, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I want to get a fact check on that right now. Holy cow! I don't know that you're wrong. It wasn't dude, good for John. If anyone has their sleeper app, pull it up. Let me know, Kyle. What do you say we hit one more card here? Let's do it. Let's round it out. Pull one more. Can someone blow in my hands? Okay, baby. Here we go. 66.4. It's going to be another two. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Ten. Okay. Ten is categories. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. This is a great one. Okay. Okay. This is a holdover from the original game. Uh, I don't think we changed any of the rules for this one. 
No. Basically, how this is played, guys, is someone, whoever Kyle picks, will name something in a category. Let's say cars. And then the, you know, the cars would be the category. And then we have to keep going until someone runs out of car brands to name. Oh, boy. Um, oh. So the category can be fantasy football related. It can be wide receivers. It can be it can be beer brands, whatever you guys are thinking. Um, Kyle, just out of curiosity, man, if this was your question, what, what category would you be picking? Uh, well, this is a little personal factoid about me. I work at a movie theater. So I would probably do Disney movies or something. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Something Fair enough. everyone knows. Kyle, go ahead and pick someone to start this out and pick the category for us. Let's do Nate. Let's give it to Nate. Back back in Colorado, Nate. You, you came all the way from He's Phoenix the for us today, baby. Kick us off. You know, it was annoying today. I always buy a hat city I visit for a sports team, right? Without fail at the airport, you can always find a nice, like, new era hat. They always have them at the gift shops. Yeah. You know they didn't have at the gift shops at the Phoenix airport? <laughs> new era hats. I was so mad. They had all these Diamondback hats. I'm like, I'm not buying a Diamondbacks hat. So we're going to go with types of hats. Okay. Types okay. of hats? Not types brands, but just types. Types. Okay. Okay. I like okay, that. I'm, I'm going to, do I start? You start. Yeah. Okay. Bowler. I'm going to say trucker. Sombrero. Fedora. Skull cap. Um, visor. Knit cap. Beanie. Um, kind of had one. Oh. Uh, uh, cowboy hat. Jeez. Snapback. Oh, that does that count as one? That was kind of what shit. did you say? Snapback. A snapback. Snapback. No. Is a hat. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, fine. I'll okay. allow it. He's all wearing right. a snapback right now. Yeah, it's also kind of a trucker hat, though. So did anybody fine. say uh, uh, top hat? No. No. All right, top hat. Golf hat. Um, motorcycle helmet. Does. <laughs> Helmets do not no. count. Okay, I'll take I'll take the L on that one. I'll take the L on that one. Hard hat. Oh, there, you, there, you there go. we nice. go. Nice. Uh, Jimmy hat. Nice. We got, we got Craig in the chat tonight. What's up, Craig? We also got Geek Mill. Oh man, need to ask Kyle since you work in a movie theater. Do you have a favorite no. football movie? Ooh, that's a good one, Kyle. Favorite football movie. Um. Well, I really like the original Longest Yard. Uh, with That's a Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. And the, the guard is Ray Nitschke from the yep. 1960s Packers. That's a good one. Uh, I like Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. About oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Bartender. That's a good one. It's it's the same movie as American Underdog about yeah. Kurt Warner. Yeah, the new one with Kurt. Yeah, that is true. I have heard that actually. Mark Wahlberg's a beast. That's one of his best performances. I'm gonna honestly say that right now. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah, one of those two. Awesome. I watch a lot of football movies. I think hockey has the best sports movies. Okay. Slapshot. <laughs> Miracle. Mystery Alaska. Those Goon. two. Are good enough. The Goon. Mm. Letter Kenny. 
letter. Dude, <laughs> did you see there's a spinoff coming out? I Seth? did. Shorzy, baby. Shorzy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be locked and loaded. Kyle, Money thank you. Talks. Thank you, my friend, for your time today here on Ring of Power. We're going to continue to call on you throughout the off-season, throughout the in-season as well. This was a lot of fun, guys. How was it for your first trip into the ring? I enjoyed it. It was fun, especially since I didn't know what the cards meant. (laughs) Yeah. We all all got to learn together. I can see I never played that game, um, that particular drinking game, but it seems like a really fun game. It was. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. a blast. It's a blast. I'm glad we were able to remake it here a little bit on IBT. Guys, let's go ahead and move forward in the show, though. It must go on, as they say. And let's kick it off with some headline hijinks. <laughs> All right, headline hijinks, our way of breaking down some takes, the the recent NFL news, whatever it may be. Today, I want to talk about recent NFL, like recent fantasy football strategies heading into 2022 and what our personal strategies are going to be initially here in the early offseason. We got best balls coming out. We've been doing a lot of those over on Underdog. Um, A lot of early redrafts also happen in the industry as well. So, I want to throw it out there to you guys. What are your philosophies heading into this year? Because I feel like 2021 taught us a lot. Well, I'll start. And my, this isn't necessarily like a, a strategy. This is more, well, I guess it is. It's something that I've learned to avoid or to be wary of. So my headline is, fool me twice, shame on me. Um, originally, I had the whole entire George Bush quote as my headline. I think <laughs> it, was, it was way too long. So we'll just go fool me twice, shame on me. And it it's regarding um, rookie quarterbacks, specifically in redraft, and that you really need to be careful to not buy into the hype um, of the shiny new rookie quarterback and put yourself in a position where you're relying too heavily on one of those players in your quarterback position. I've, yeah. I've been guilty of it pretty much every season of fantasy football I've played. Um, but it just... I, I tried to I tried to throw it together before the show. I was just since 2002, I was going through all the first round rookie quarterbacks and kind of how they how it played out fantasy wise. First of all, going through all the rookie first round quarterbacks since 2002 makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little. Yeah, um, it was a lot of a lot of Christian brutal. Eli it's Man- brutal. Yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously had 2004 with Eli Manning, Roethlisberger, yeah. Rivers. You have some pretty big hits. But man, there's so many not hits. So I didn't, I didn't get to the end of it. But point is, the odds of a rookie quarterback be, be like being a QB one, a top twelve QB in his rookie year is very slim. This particular season, you know, um, I'm not a rookie guy, but I rely on other people, and it seems it's a below average quarterback class. Last season was a very above average class, and. There was virtually no one that they did were stanky. fantasy stanky. People point to Mac Jones, and yeah, he had a good rookie season as an NFL quarterback, but he had like 11 points a game in fantasy. That's, yeah. that's not yeah. going to get it done. So just 14? <laughs> What's that? It was 14? Oh, was it? Nate knows it off the top of his head. Uh, like I, uh, four four, stats, four so. point per touch. No, I'm not in the fantasy pros rankings right now. You're, stat, you're, you're um, like tattooed to, to like your arm right now. 
Like, so, like, you know, that being said, I have no yeah. issue. Like last year, I, I took Trey Lance super late and just threw him at the end of my bench. Obviously, it didn't play out. I have no issue doing something like that. But just try and avoid that urge to bank on a rookie being a league winner because it just does not happen very often. Yeah, we've seen in the last 10 years with players like Cam Newton, RG3, mm-hmm. Andrew Luck. There's a few. That's that's really the you know the majority of it. Even I did some trend research coming into last year, Scott, and I remember seeing that since 2012, most of the 101, like if they were selected 101 in the NFL draft, they came in and more times than not, they were a QB1 for fantasy. But that streak definitely broke in 2021 with Trevor Lawrence and in a bad way too. So um, it, it doesn't look like a quarterback's probably going to go with the first overall pick with Jackson, unless Jacksonville trades it. Um, so probably don't have to worry about that. But Scott, I think that's a really good point, man. Um, I actually won a league with Trevor Lawrence as my QB two in a super flex league. Um, but it, I, I didn't start Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. I was starting like Devin Singletary. <laughs> I was starting Devin Singletary. My yeah. Super flex. So, uh, you, Nate, uh, yeah, I love it, Scott. I think that's a great philosophy, man. Nate, what do you yeah. got for his brother? I agree, Scott. You are 100% correct. There's a very rare chance where a rookie in the early rounds is going to pay off for you in fantasy. I mean, we've seen a few of them, but it doesn't. Jamar Chase, Dodger yeah. Harris, blah, 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 other years. My biggest thing really is <clears> – so my headlines go with the flow. Seth, you know I love music. It's my favorite Queens of the Stone Age song, and I think it's a really great fantasy strategy. And this is kind of what I'm trying to be more of. Last season, I like tested out some strategies. Like I went zero RB in a couple drafts and I did this and that and heavy wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pay more attention to the flow of my draft this year and watch how players are coming off the board because maybe I don't need to get a quarterback in the first and third round. Maybe I can get a quarterback in the second and I can get a quarterback back in like the 10th or 11th round where I'm snagging a Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. Superflex. Who works? Yeah, in Superflex, who are QB1s last season yeah but are still being faded Derek Carr I'm really high on I'm trying to grab guys like that that are good late rand value but I'm not skipping on running back this year um I just did a startup where I took Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler with my first two picks I didn't take a quarterback until the seventh round I ended up with Derek Carr Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill and I'm okay with that because I have two running backs who can put up quarterback points most weeks when they're healthy so Okay. It's like go with the flow. Pay attention. Yeah. Don't don't get pigeonholed. Yeah, we call it we call it here in between me. We call it keeping it in between because that's really what you have to do. But between picks, like I've had picks made up in my mind. Like last year in the Scott Fishbowl, fifth round coming back, I needed a QBT QB two. I was fully expecting to take Trey Lance there, and he got taken sniped one pick before me. I ended up with David Montgomery. Ended up being a blessing. So yes. you know, keep it in between yeah. guys. We say it a lot here, but Nate, I think that's a sound strategy, man. Always something good to keep in mind there, man. <laughs> Brad, my draft strategy is also Queens of the Stone Age song. No one knows. <laughs> the same album. Great song. There you go. There you go, guys. So my strategy coming in here to 2022 and it's different. I, I, I think it's really different than in past years, but I'm going to say, I'm going to take a journey song. I'm going to play on that. Don't stop receiving, baby. Don't stop receiving. And I talked a little bit about this on on social media earlier today, but I really think the game is changing now. We saw over 22 starting running backs go down with some type of injury here. Um, I think it's honestly over 26 as well. 
Um, but uh, just a lot of a handful started running backs going down. Not very many healthy running backs. Right now, the list of running backs that played all 17 games had 200 plus carries Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, and Sony Michelle. So I just don't know if, you know, if I'm towards the end of the end of the first round, if I'm sitting on that turn, I don't think I'm going to take a Joe Mixon. I don't think I'm going to take maybe a Najee or, you know, if any of those guys fall a Zeke. I, I don't know. I think I'm more just into the receivers right now. The league is going more pass-heavy than ever. We're seeing more wide receivers like Debo Samuel, Amon Ross, St. Brown used in multiple ways. In redraft, I just think right now I'm more comfortable than ever kind of imploring, not a, not a true zero RB strategy, but waiting till that third, fourth round, waiting for a Montgomery, uh, a Saquon Barkley to come back to me, maybe even like a playoff Lenny, depending where he lands. But I just think at the end of the day, I want these pass catchers. I want these wide receivers. I also want a stud tight end. I, I, I feel comfortable paying up for Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, um, th- those type of guys, not quarterbacks and running backs so much now. Um, I'm with you, especially with the tight. If you can get an Andrews or a Kelsey, or I think Waller's going to be back, but you should be able to get him in later rounds. Um, but uh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I'm moving more towards that. Like, you know, over the course of playing fantasy football, I – First of all, I started out in a lot of standard leagues, so running back yeah. a little bit more valuable there when you don't have the points per reception. But very gradually, I have been moving more towards being comfortable, first first comfortable, and then actually aspiring to yeah. get, more, yeah. get more receivers earlier. Um, I, used to, I used to sweat if like I took a receiver in the first round. Or if I left the first four rounds with only one running back, I would be like, oh no, oh no, my running yeah. backs. Yeah. But I've, and it's mostly from like, you know, reading up and paying attention to the people in this industry who have been doing this and are very, very, very smart. Um, and, you know, time and time again, I'll be playing, I'll be any given week. I get torched my team because of the receivers on the other team, not the running backs. So I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just like like like, like Nick Gardner, w- one of our in between family members. He's saying here on off Facebook um, that that's a great idea, Seth. If you could start out a draft with Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel at the corner, that's a great start. And I agree. And I even think a Justin Jefferson, Debo, a Jamar Chase, you know, Debo. Let's face it, guys. Like there are a lot of teams that were carried by Debo Samuel and Jamar Chase. You know, getting them the seventh, eighth, ninth round this season. Um, yep. So I just think I want to go after these surefire things. Running backs are going to get hurt. I know that. And I just kind of want to, you know, feed off the waiver wire. I mean, if you were able to pick up like a Cordell Patterson, um, Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle at the end of the season, there's always guys at the end of the season. I've lost leagues to Elijah McGuire, CJ Anderson with the Rams, like bull, you know, just awful running backs. So it, it it's yeah. a thing. And I, I think the game's changing guys. And I think we need, you know, we would be suppressed not, not to say it here. See, okay, so just out of curiosity, the startup that I referenced, it's kind of drafting like redraft right now, sort of. Um, this is my start. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Derek Carr in the fifth round. Then I got DeAndre Hopkins in the sixth, A.J. Dillon in the seventh, Baker Mayfield in the eighth. Then I added James Conner, Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, and Gordon Hunter Henry yeah, on this just, team. Just like a bunch of solid backs later, like – we don't know. We don't know the fate of Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Lenny right now. Nope. They're de- they're definitely in trade around, but 
you know, if you're playing in some of these best ball leagues, these early redrafts, I'm taking these are screen. great guys to get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because they're going to land somewhere. They're going to have value. Yes. Maybe they don't, but you, if this kind of like later values, like you're not taking as big of a hit when you were having to take them in the first, second, third round. Agreed. Yeah. And another, another reason to keep tuning in during the off season is, you know, I mean, what we're saying right now is like, Oh yeah. Surefire things like Cooper cup and Debo Samuel. Uh, one year ago today, we were not saying surefire things like Cooper cup and Debo Samuel. So there's always an endless quest to find who's going to be the next that. I mean, it's a little bit surface. There probably, (laughs) there won't be, I mean, according to some people, every team should just have somebody they turn into Debo Samuel, but you know, that's one thing I will be working on this off season is, is looking, trying to predict, you know, in some sort of actionable way, who could have that breakout next year. That Scott's going to find them. Scott's going to find them. Because I mean, I'll say I won one championship this year and my wide receiver one was cup. My wide receiver two was Debo Samuel. Yep. I mean, it just, if you can, if you can up your chances of getting that guy, um, it can be quite the edge. Hey guys. So I just had to call something to your attention. Uh, to HR. This is our new analyst down here. I think I don't think I don't know who that is. I I, I think we're going to have to let him go guys. Yeah. Yeah. Those for tuning in into the audio tomorrow, zero RB for life on YouTube. But if you use the hashtag, doesn't that there's no consequences for you, right? Like there's no repercussions because you're using a hashtag. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 42. I don't know. Yeah. Hashtags, like, you can say anything acceptable in a hashtag. I don't know who that is, though. I'm not sure who that is. Never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I love it. I love all the fancy football talk. I'm super excited to get into more with you throughout the season. Let's go ahead and round out the show, though, with um, a less a lesser football talk segment. And what, let's get into some weekly advice. Today, we're going to talk about some goals. Weekly. All right. Weekly advice. Once again, those new to the channel, please, the, the, the you know simplest way you can support the show, everything we're doing over here at IBT Media, hit that subscribe button on the YT. We greatly appreciate it. Here at Weekly Advice, what we like to do is we like to blend some feel-good lifestyle advice in with the end of each of our podcast episodes. Guys, today I want to talk about goals because and we all have goals, whether it be um, in the content creation space, whether it be in our, our regular work life, our family life, our fam, you know, friend life, whatever it is. We all have goals, fantasy football goals as well. We want to win those chips. Um, so I just want to talk about in general the importance of setting goals and how we can use it to our advantage and not disadvantage because sometimes it can go the other way. And Nate, I, I feel like you and I have had this conversation off camera quite a few times. Yeah, we definitely have. I mean, goals are a guide. They kind of set the map yes. for your path. But don't be so fixated on those things that you're not willing to take a detour because life isn't just straight lines everywhere. I mean, <laughs> we. Yeah. if you haven't experienced that yet in your life, trust me, you're going to. I'm yes. sure anybody listening to this has. So don't be so fixated on – like have goals, but don't be so fixated on them that you can't pivot. Because if I had stayed so fixated on being a chef when I was 20 on, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And I'd be miserable. Things change for a reason, but it's good to have goals. Mm. 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, along the same lines, what I, what I term as diversify your goals. And what I mean by that is, sure, set some lofty goals for yourself, motivate yourself. That's, that's, that's important, but it's also important to have some smaller goals. Just, I mean, if anything, for me in my, in my journey, just uh, having some smaller goals, even if it's just the satisfaction of accomplishing a goal, mm. even if it doesn't really do anything for your progress, just that mental, you know, that, that feeling good mentally about accomplishing something is important. Um, so I try and set, you know, I have, I have certain goals that are a little bit more vague, you know, and long-term. And then I have other goals that are like, this is something I want to do this week, or this is something I want to do today. I mean, it's, it's a glorified to-do list really, but I mean, I'm the type where I used to do my goals and to-do lists on sticky notes. Yeah. I would finish something that I forgot to write on a sticky note and I would, I'll write that on a sticky note just so I can cross it out after mm -hmm. I'm done. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, I think it's just important for, for confidence. Um, you know, there's no one tiny goal you accomplish that's going to all of a sudden just fix all the problems of your life. But stack, yeah, stack one on top of each other, just, you know, um, you know, it helps you treat yourself well, helps you feel better about yourself. At least it has for me. So have different levels of goals. I love that. That's a good Scott. way to put it. I yeah. love that. I, I know last year I wrote a column. It was start, sit in small victories. And it was about celebrating yeah, those small exactly. victories. And I, I, Scott, you know, you're hitting right on that, man. And mm -hmm. Nate, you know, I, I I think you kind of almost hit it on the entire theme of in between media here. It's we all have somewhere we want to go in our journeys. We're all at A. And we all want to get to B somehow, um, whatever B may be. It looks differently for everybody. But, you know, when you're on that path, if you're too focused strictly on your goal and not enjoying the process, not enjoying the overall journey, then, then you've missed something. So remember to enjoy that journey enjoy that in between there guys um i couldn't agree more with you guys i appreciate that insight from you um what are some goals for 2022 the new season that you guys have either personally fantasy football related uh what are you guys thinking i would like to i'm already in the process but i want to revise and improve ibt's um preseason rankings Yes, I would like to streamline and just with what I've learned this year, I would like to set something up that's very user friendly. That's a little bit in the weeds. I also I would like to by the time the season starts, I want to I want to do weekly rankings, whether it's associated with anything or just my own thing. Mm -hmm. I want to learn the process and and I want to do that. That's one th that's one of my goals for the I I was going to try this past season, but I just didn't have enough time and I didn't want to rush it. Mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, I'm not doing it. I'll do it next year. So that's something I want to learn how to do for sure. Awesome. Nate, what are you thinking, man? Well, I've got a lot of goals. <clears throat> one of them is to start being out of bed before 7.30 every morning, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a lofty one, day. my friend, when you have a kid. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that he just comes and lays in bed with us, and then we just lay there. So yeah. Um, I think my biggest goal – it's just to keep doing what we're doing, man. Like I'm, I'm stoked to be a part of this industry. Uh, I want to keep growing with in between grow our business. Um, I'm really enjoying all the things I'm doing and I just want to keep having fun. Like ultimately my goal is to have fun. Cause if you're having yeah. fun, you've never worked a day in your life. And this is what I do mostly full time. So 
I just want to keep enjoying it. I want to make sure it stays fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, we will round it out. I'll give you guys my goals, but um, we just got a question from Dan Turner here on, uh, on YouTube. What's Melvin Gordon's value if he stays or leaves in Denver? I think Melvin Gordon, if he stays in Denver, he's an RB2, low-end RB2. He's been an RB2 in back-to-back years. And I think that kind of, you know, is, is what, what his value is going to be if he stays there. If he leaves, I think there's a lot of variables depending on the backfield. There's a lot of backfield yeah. up for grab right now. I think he'd probably be really great in Philadelphia because that Miles Sanders guy is a bum. Oh, um, <laughs> shot fired early. <laughs> One oh episode four oh one. Nate is firing shots. Holy I'm God. in a mood, man. I'm in a mood. <laughs> Been on an airplane all day with a four year old. And I couldn't find my hat, and I'm still really mad. Well, now we, know prank. we know how to prank Nate. We just draft a team for him with Miles Sanders and Ceh as his RB one and RB two. <laughs> oh, I would quit, and, and I draft would a team for Steph with Cole Komet. Perfect. I'd fly. Fine. I'd fly all the way to Seattle. Scott, any, any thoughts on Melv John here for our guy, Dan? I, I pretty much agree. I think if he stays in Denver, I think it will look similar to last year. I think Javante probably – I mean, they were like – if you look at their finishes in lots of different categories, it was literally a 50-50 <laughs> split. It was yeah. crazy it was. how it was close crazy. it was to 50-50. You couldn't have projected it any better, honestly. So I think Javante would start to tip – it would start to tip towards him, but right, I still agreed. think Melvin would get plenty of work, and I think he'd be an RB too. If he goes somewhere else, like, I mean, for me, it would really depend on where that is. If it's if it's somewhere where he's going to be the guy, he could sneakily have a big season. Melvin um, Gordon's like had almost, he's been good almost his entire career. Yeah, he's, like he's been slept on quite a bit. Um, so I personally, as like a fantasy football fan, the best thing for both him and Javante Williams, I, I hope he goes somewhere else. Yeah. So we can agreed. root for both of them on different teams. But don't forget, we don't know what this offense is going to look like next year. And Nathaniel Hackett, who has experience with Aaron Roger or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon managing those two. And Jamal Williams. Show some respect. And Jamal Williams. <laughs> could it look differently with Hackett now in Denver? It's a good if point. If they were to retain Gordon. It's a good point. Yeah, and who's and who's going to be their quarterback? Yeah. Well, we don't know. Yeah. But it's not it's not going to be Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully, it's not a captain be, check down. That's what they not need. Not going to be Russell Wilson. Yeah. Probably not. Marcus Mariota. I wouldn't mind seeing them go after him. I I think you could do worse. Honestly, I I want Marcus Mariota in Pittsburgh. Right. What about now, Trubisky? What we got. About Trubisky in the Mile High. Wouldn't hate that. Really, wouldn't hate it. I think you could do worse. I think you could do yeah, 100%. worse. One hundred percent. Guys, uh, we'll round out the episode with my uh, with with my personal fantasy football goals, um, content creator goals for twenty twenty two. First thing, and I hope we can help our listeners, our viewers with it as well. Is I've been in a home league um, realistically over the last twelve years or twelve fourteen years, um, but it's been the same variation: a twelve team PPR redraft league, super competitive for the last six or seven. I've been in the playoff every year, but one of those and. I've just had crazy stuff happen to me in the finals. I've choked. I've choked every year, basically, is what you can say. I'm sure I have some league mates listening tonight, um, and they can attest to it. But my goal is to break my curse this year. I thought I was going to do it last year. Had Jamar Chase lined up for a huge week 17, fell short of the finals once again. Um, but I, I want to break that curse. I want to help other people break their home league curse as well. Um, I hope we continue doing what we're doing here in between media. 
Um, I know it's lofty, but I want to hit 500 subscribers on our YouTube channel by the end of the year. Maybe throw out a thousand. I don't know. I, that, that's pretty lofty. But if we hit a thousand, nope. Not, what are you gonna nope. say? What are you gonna not say, not Nate? Not yeah, wait. You just that was a hard stop. Yeah, it was. It was. Come on. I was thinking what Jen was gonna say, but he, um, Nate didn't want to promise yeah. something. Jen I just, yeah, I just remembered I'm married, so <laughs> I have to run it by her before I say anything stupid on air. All right, you can't all right. Dangle well, carrots like that. Come on. Well, I'll throw it out. I'll throw it out on our next episode. Yeah, Nate's gonna get approval from the wife. See what he can throw out there. But we're aiming, guys. You know, we want to be here with you all season long. We want to continue to do the thing: fantasy football, redraft, dynasty, keeper. We're kind of a podcast of all sorts with that stuff. And we continue to have fun, man. Like having Kyle on today for Ring of Fire was an absolute blast. It's a blast having everyone, all the IBT fam, in the chat as well. So I'm just looking forward to that, guys. Yeah, I agree, man. Like I, I you know. Obviously, I want to help as many people as possible. That's my main goal with anything I do here, really, is I want to provide yeah. useful info. And I mean, so if you're listening, you don't know us or if you're new, like hit us up. If you're on Twitter, hit us up. D- hit up hit up my DMs anytime you want with fantasy anytime. football questions. I love talking fantasy football. I will never I will never be bothered. It won't be like, oh, my gosh, another one. Never. I, I right. love it. I love all of it. So, Yeah. I, same with life and lifestyle too. If you guys yeah. need some Netflix movie recommendations, album recommendations, whatever it is, hit those DMs. You see Nate's handle, you see mine, you see Scott's. Like that's what we love to do here. You know, if you're going through something personal, you just need you know someone to talk to. Um, I, I think we're great at that as well. You know, I think we're a, a good shoulder when people need it as well, guys. Yeah, if you need us to recommend a type of hat, we can do that. <laughs> trucker baby i'm all right that was just a random one it was awesome uh guys this has been an absolute blast tonight i want to thank everyone who's been tuning in on youtube an absolute blast again the the easiest way to support us at in between media everything we're doing hit that subscribe button on youtube apple um spotify wherever you guys are getting your podcast and your video content if you can hit that subscribe button follow us on twitter as well nate's at nate polvote scott is at munder difflin uh, FF. I'm between underscore Seth FF. The show, the site, everything we have going on in between media is at IBT underscore media on the Twitter bird. Guys, this has been an absolute blast. We're going to be back here. We're every other week uh, during the off season. So we're going to be back here in two weeks. And Nate, I think we have a special guest in two weeks. We do. And I'm very excited to announce that in our first off season series episode of the year, we will have Mr. Pat Fitzmaurice from oh, Fantasy boy. Pros. Let's Cannot go. wait. Yes, very excited. Absolutely. Well, guys, we will be back here in two weeks. Same place, same bad channel, baby. The In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. For Nate and Scott, I'm Seth Wilcock. Take care, guys, and keep it in between until next time. Your destination for both some feel-good lifestyle advice and some fantasy football advice.